This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, July 29th, wherever and however... You are connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who refuses to play ping pong with an actual paddle, Jerem Jordan. That would be one Uriah Leotella, uh, because an Instagram post with he and, was it Hinkley Ropati? Hinkley Ropati is stepping it up in his Instagram game. I hope he steps it up as a running back as well. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see him play. But uh, they put out an Instagram video where they were playing ping pong in the locker room, and they were playing with anything but paddles after a while. It includes shoes. It includes uh, mannequin arms, helmets, pads, <laughs> trash cans, nameplates, arms with paddles, more mannequins, humans. That's Carter Wheat, I believe, catching that uh, in his mouth, throwing it back. So, yes, this, this is a... Well done, gentlemen. This is a uh, take on a previous video I've seen, but it's a BYU football-flavored one. So, nice job. I wonder how long it took to do this. And... I would hope that they would just keep it going and they could rival a Jimmer Fredette trick shot. I can't wait for the next one because we had the one-two punch combo yep. from Rapati. Yep. And then the next day they have the ping pong. He's got to step it up. Like well, that's, that's high level stuff. Fall camp begins next week, so there's an argument made for no videos coming no, okay. out. Okay, fair enough. But but maybe too relaxed. They need yeah. to. It, no one's unless the team's saying, "Hey, you can't post on social for that," and they're like, "Well, it's sponsored content, coach." From it's, so it's okay. I'm making money <laughs> now because of this. Perhaps. It opens up a whole other Pandora's box, right? Coach Sarr was late to practice. Well, that I Pandora's was, box full of cash. I was so. making money over here doing this commercial. Yeah. Yeah. It could get it's, weird. It, it's tricky. Here is your show lineup. We're going to play ping pong questionnaire with Steve Young. 20 minutes with the Pro Football Hall of Famer, NFL MVP, BYU legend, Everything from how Zach Wilson is going to be impacted by the tragedy of his quarterback coach loss to where BYU fits into all of this college football chaos. Speaking of, after yesterday's revelations between the Big 12, ESPN, and the AAC, does BYU stand a better chance to now get into something better, a conference? We're going to discuss at length, and we'll show you our Proposed new conferences after the dust settles. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Big 12 issues a cease and desist letter to ESPN. The league doesn't want the worldwide leader communicating with its members about realignment. If the Big 12 doesn't exist, by the way, ESPN doesn't owe the league a billion dollars over the next four years. So that's fun. Uh, Yeah, it's going to get super weird. A BYU ranked 22nd by Pro Football Focus in the first preseason ELO rankings. Tyler Algier, the highest-graded returning player, 92.1 for Mr. Algier. Cougars have a 0% chance, according to PFF, to win the College Football Playoff National Championship. Agreed. PFF seems to favor Baylor Romney in winning the starting quarterback job. Is this a growing trend now? Uh, We're closer to the situation, so no. Uh, Well, yeah, they can say whatever they want. Maybe Baylor wins it. Who knows? Uh, Tyler Algier is named to the Paul Hornig watch list for most versatile player. And James Empey is on the Werfel Trophy watch list for service with athletic and academic achievement. Congratulations to these guys. How about this? BYU basketball will play Creighton. This is Love a great it. game. Love it. Men's basketball on December 11th. Happy birthday to me. Nice. I hope they win. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Kind of an interesting location. Yep. The Blue Jays, of course. 
visited the Sweet 16 last season. That's a quality program. Sioux Falls hosted uh, one of the college basketball bubble tournaments, by the way. They also have a gym that hosts a good neutral site game every year. So it's not like out of the blue, per se. It's a big birthday for you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to say how old you're going to be. <laughs> you can guess. Uh, can't wait to be 30. I can't wait. <laughs> you wish. BYU football's 55th in Bill Connolly's stability rankings. Ahead of Ohio State, Michigan, and Florida. I'm I'm about to read an amazing thing here. Mm -hmm. Wyoming is the most stable program (laughs) in the nation, said Bill Connolly. I'm sorry, what? What? (laughs) W-Y-O! You you were uh, upright a little too much during that. That's true. (laughs) Taylor Sander and Team USA Volleyball face Brazil tonight in Olympic pool play. The Americans have won two of their three matches, had a setback to the Russian Olympic Committee. Sander has 40 kills in three matches. He's playing at a very high level. He's the American sniper. Jordan Mattias and USA Rugby are 2-0 after a 28-14 win versus China and a 17-7 dub against Japan. Mattias scored a try in the latter game, former Cougar, doing work in Tokyo. USA plays Australia tonight, 9 Eastern, to determine seeding in the quarterfinals. They are through. If you win the quarterfinals... You're into the top four, and you got a chance at a medal. Keep it rolling. On to the medal round. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending today, presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We have a lot to cover, not a lot of time to talk about it. We're going to try and fit it all in. Yesterday was madness, Jerem. So, and we'll get into the nitty-gritty in a moment. I'll begin with this question. Did yesterday's college football, I'm calling it chaos because that's what it felt like to me, increase or decrease BYU's position and chances for eventual and hopeful Power 5 inclusion? Feels like it helped it, um, hopefully, but maybe not. I'm not exactly sure. Here's the reason I think it helped. BYU already didn't get into the Big 12 in 2016. Unless the Big 12 is way more desperate, which, yes, they're going to become more desperate. Will BYU be included? That is the question. Will BYU be included? I don't know the answer to that. I really hope so. Because we saw some crazy stuff yesterday. So we mentioned the cease and desist <laughs> from um, the Big 12 DSPN. I don't know why I laugh can, when I hear that, but that's you, just crazy. That'd be like the BYU football team doing a cease and desist of BYU TV. Yes. Like, I, what? We have a TV deal and we work together a little different because cease we're under the... Cease and desist. Uh, like, there's no more bold phrase than that in legalese, right? Okay, Dennis Dodd, Big 12, uh, Big 12 now believes the Americans attempting to take all eight remaining members. Earlier reports of three to five Big 12 members uh. being solicited by uh, Bob Bowlesby, uh, told CBS Sports. Sorry, solicited. <laughs> yeah. Mike Oresco, oh, Mike, he wants to be that next power conference. Who knows? Multiple sources confirmed to The Athletic. This is Stuart Mandel. The AAC has attempted to engage with three to five Big 12 members. Okay. Stuart Mandel, ESPN statement on the Big 12 cease and desist letter. The claims in the letter have no merit. This would kind of be like you or I having a conversation with someone about something, not our boss. Does that make sense? Yep. We're like someone from ESPN may have talked to them. Absolutely. But were they high level enough? Yes. Um, you and I are not high level enough. Uh, Bob Bowlesby told The Athletic. This collaboration between and among ESPN and conferences to undermine the Big 12 is a torturous interference with our business. Whoa. This is wild, uh, especially for a partner that owes you a bill over the next four. Max Olson, Bowlesby, it's not unrelated to OU Texas because if the conference ceases to exist, they have the best chance to join the SEC more quickly. And? And they have the best chance to get out of their obligation for the grant of rights and exit fees. It's clearly them doing things that are disadvantageous to our business, and I have absolute certainty... 
that what I'm saying is factual. Translation, they don't want to pay the money, do the Big 12. To those eight. To those eight. Yeah. Which, by the way, if it's just those eight, they get more of the money. <sighs> like, if Texas and Oklahoma leave, obviously that, that bill divided by eight is different than that bill divided by ten. That makes sense. Uh, I didn't take a math class at BYU, but that checks out. I don't know if this helps BYU per se. I think it doesn't hurt it. I think it helps it maybe a little bit because there's more openings and an actual need to add. So in that regard, yes. In 2016, they uh, just wanted more money out of that process and didn't actually intend to add anyone, it would seem. This time, they need more members. So are they going to include BYU in that this time? Okay, after everything that you just read... And again, Bob Bowlesby claims he has hard evidence. A.K.A. texts, emails. He can prove it in court. Audio. He can prove it in court yeah, that there that was means. tampering there. The Big 12 athletic directors will meet tomorrow again. That also per Dennis Dodd. So stand by for I more I assume they're fallout. meeting like every day. I just, that, <laughs> Are they on the phone assumption? 24-7 right it's now? Zoom, but Kind yeah. of feels like that. Yeah. Uh, where's Tom Homo, by the way? <laughs> Are there any planes going out of Provo? Where's our airplane and airport tracker? Oh, someone will do that. The private jets yep. that are leaving to go to Big 12 country, maybe to Bob Bowlesby's house. Listen. I went to Dallas last week to try and figure this out. I did not. We're still looking for the second gunman on the grassy knoll and the Big 12 mystery, right? Both of those. Oh, they're huge mysteries. One of those is more of a priority. I liked it just from the surface. When I first thought about 20 teams in the American Athletic Conference, or is it 22, I thought, Okay, that, that could be kind of That'd fun. And it's it's an aptly named conference, the American, because there are 22 teams and it's like two-thirds of the country. Crazy. Okay. It sounded kind of fun, but I understand why Bob Bowlesby is like, no, 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 ESPN, stay out of this. I don't want all of these members to go to the American because uh, then Bob's out of a job and the Big 12 loses their autonomy as a Power 5 conference. As long as they stay intact – at least through 2025, they're going to have the inclusion and the autonomy of being a Power Five conference. They want to stay alive. So, of course, Bob Bowlesby's not opposed to a few American teams joining the Big 12, but he's not about to say, yeah, let's dissolve the Big 12 and all the rest of the teams go to the American because then where is he and where are all the higher ups in the Big 12? Where's their autonomy? Where's guaranteed. the money? There's yes. a contract that's yes. guaranteed through the 2024 season. Correct. It goes into the spring of 2025. That's, that's the situation. A billion distributed among its members. How many ever there are. You can understand why Bowlesby and his higher ups feel so much desperation in this and that they're willing to. Yeah. Throw out the dirty laundry. Open up the closet doors. Reveal the it's skeletons. It's not their dirty laundry. Sure. It's ESPNs. other people. Yeah they're, yeah, they're willing to throw anyone and everyone under the bus to stay alive. So, yes. Are they not going to have an ESPN deal later? Or are they going to resolve teams? Thanks, because a cease and desist. Maybe it's with Fox Sports. Is pre- yes. But let's be honest. Doing a deal with Fox Sports isn't going to get you as much money probably and or you'll have lower ratings. It's just sure. ESPN2 is in every whatever in the country. Bar, Applebee's, whatever. You know what isn't every time per se? Fox Sports. FS1. One. Okay? And, and when you look at ratings, like B, the reason BYU's ratings are better than a lot of other teams at, you know, at that level, mid-level, power five and down, it's because BYU's on ESPN. It, it, it's great to be with the worldwide leader. 
Yet in all of this, Spencer, I wonder. Does I'm it sorry, hurt BYU? What are ESPN's interests in all of this as it pertains to Brigham Young University? Because obviously there's a contract there. Yet, I hope that ESPN can help get BYU into a league. How much does BYU have, has to help it help itself versus obviously ESPN is the most powerful broker in college football. It's not. That's why Bob Bolton's not even going the after SEC. ESPN. It's ESPN. So I hope and pray that ESPN will help get BYU into a power league, whatever that means. Maybe they can't, but because but ESPN, ho- I hope they help. But because ESPN upset the Big 12, does that now, because BYU has significant ties with ESPN, does that somehow hinder BYU's maneuvering into the Big 12? I, and I think that can be resolved. Just right now it feels a little weird. You're right. Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's awkward. You're not with you. You can resolve that. It's reactionary. There's time. There's time to yes. rebuild that bridge. And My fear in this whole thing is that BYU doesn't get in. That's you and every BYU Be- fan because, across the world. Yes, because if not, then what? What's the point? Because BYU does not want to compete in a secondary situation. I'm not saying BYU's wanting to compete for the national championship. BYU does and wants to. That's unrealistic. BYU needs to be in, in a power league whether it's the Big 12 or a newly formed league, so that it can maximize the money it can make, and that will sustain your league, uh, your, your team, your program. Being an independent forever is not going to work for BYU football. To uh, answer the question, Jeremy and I are both in agreement. The more chaos, it feels like the better for BYU's positioning and chance to get into a Power 5. You want, you want the Big 12 to be desperate and need to add. That's the hope. Okay, so if and indeed it does happen, Our question of the day is related to that. If you could create a new Big 12 (laughs) with BYU included. Have some fun. What other teams would you include? We're asking all of you to make some thoughtful projections or just make uh, knee-jerk reactions. Or not. That's cool, too. Yeah. Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Uh, there's some salt on this first response from at BF Webster on Twitter. <laughs> first two, BYU and Boise State. Okay. Next two, Cincinnati and Houston. All right. Next two, San Diego State and Liberty. Liberty. Liberty, Liberty. Mm. Permanently excluded, Coastal Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> We can all agree on that one. Continue to weigh in, and we will give you our new look Big 12 ideas. Full 12 coming teams up from later. Jerem and me. Yep, later in the program. Coming up, who has BYU as a preseason top 25? I do. I said it yesterday. In football? Oh, basketball. Oh. Well, Steve Young joins us to discuss Zach Wilson. Is he discouraged that Zach's not with the Jets in camp yet? Also, the status of college football. And did the SEC just take over? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. So in Utah, there's a tradition that after prom, you wear that get up to church the next day <laughs> we are wearing tuxedos on the wire awards tomorrow tuxedo. Um, 
Noon Eastern tomorrow, the Y Awards. Who wins? Male and female athlete of the year, teams of the year, rookies of the year. Coach of the year. There's a ton. Y Awards tomorrow, baby. We're in tuxedos, baby. There have been national championships. Football finished the highest ranking in uh, 12 years. I mean, there are a lot of high-level teams. Greatest year in BYU sports history. It might be. I think 81 (laughs) is the current winner of that because uh, golf won a national championship. Men's Hoops Elite Eight. And uh, football went eleven and two, I believe. Uh huh. They won a bowl game against Washington State. Maybe twelve and whack or, Yeah, 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 yeah. McMahon senior year. Pretty good year. That's man. Uh, pretty, pretty stinking. Pretty good, good year. Ed Isom was just making his way to Provo as well. I believe he was. And we just talked about the men's sports this year. The women crushed it. They were amazing. We are live in Studio B. He's Jeremiah Spencer. We spoke with the legend, Pro Football Hall of Famer. NFL MVP and Super Bowl champion Steve Young yesterday. On topic, Zach Wilson, the state of college football realignment, and the race for the starting quarterback at BYU. Enjoy a memorable conversation with Steve Young. Steve, I want you to know that we recently spoke with the voice of Baylor Bears football, John Morris, and he said that the 83 and 84 games are two of his favorite memories. Of course, you didn't get to play in the 84 game. He brought up the 83 game and said it was one of the best that he'd ever seen. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so what's an interview with Steve Young if we don't start it with something that has to do with 83 and Baylor? Uh, <laughs> it's just like, you know, you throw up in your mouth every time. You, know, like you guys just you guys just have a way, right? It's like, well, let's, let's talk about the Cowboy 49 or 1992 championship game. <laughs> right? Why don't we... Why, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we talk about the Buccaneers Bears in 1986? That was a fun one when Jimmy Jimmy Ray walked in. My offensive coordinator walked in before we were going out. We were already warmed up, gotten back in for the you know Lord's Prayer and kind of right before the game, you know, like literally before uh, kickoff. He walks up to me and he says, "Hey, uh, you, you got to be careful out there." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I guess." What do you? He goes, "No, no, I mean like you can you could get really hurt." Like, watch out. You know, <laughs> what are you supposed to do with that? That is, in, that, is in, that is inspiring. I don't, I'm really, I can, I'm so fired up. And he's like, these guys are like, you remember the 86 Bears, right? <clears throat> that defense was, you know, until the Eagles showed up in 91 and until the Ravens showed up in 2000. I mean, that was it. And you could get killed because people are flying around. You no one, the offensive line didn't know where guys were coming from. Dave Dewerson was coming out of nowhere and, Gary Fensick from left field and, you know, and, uh, and so, you know, it was just funny. You know, like, well, be careful out there. You could, you could really get hurt. You know, like, okay, I can't wait. Yeah. I'll, I'll go up in a fetal position and just shut it down. But anyway, we're, we're, we're off, we're off, we're off track already. I'm pretty sure the same words might be spoken to Zach Wilson this year, but we'll see. Do you, what, what do you think of his situation with the jets and Steve, uh, as of right now, Zach hasn't signed his contract. He's the last player to report, apparently. Any any concern with that, of, of finalizing that? And you've been in that situation with contracts. You've got to report or not, and you've got to get what you need, right, within the team context. How do you feel about that situation right now? I'm a little discouraged by it because the Jets, look, this is a – some people just said on principle will not uh, deal with uh, the catch-up on rookie contract rookie contracts are basically set right and except for um uh netting out if you if they let you go or and they, and they waived it for trevor lawrence and they've waived it for others before other teams and the jets at number two uh, you should waive it and move on 
And it's odd that they're not. And it's odd that they're so, you know, it's kind of like a sign that the team is confused about its commitments. And I know some people just have to, you know, they rest on principle and Joe Ellis, and this might be a principle thing to Joe Ellis. Like, look, we're just not, we don't do that. That's fine. But look where you are and look what you're saying. And I don't think Zach is unreasonable in trying to get this thing worked out because it feels like a, it feels like a fair thing to do and um, discourage that they can't figure it out. And it's, I, I don't want to say it's just jet like because that's cheap, but I just did. So, you know, you know, off we go. What are you, what are you referring to when you say wave something? Uh, I'm referring to the, you know, how you can, you, you, they can, you know, the guaranteed money is not fully guaranteed. Right. And in case they wait, you know, you get rid of you or you have to go or injury. I mean, there's just ways to say, look, that money that's said it's guaranteed, you want it fully guaranteed. And it um, seems like to me, if I was in that spot, that's what I would want. I would say, look, you pick me number two and, you know, the, the basic contract for the rookies is X. But a lot of the highest guys get, you know, Y. I, I want Y. And it's there's precedent, a lot of precedent for it. And it seems like the right thing to do. Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. From what you have heard and seen about Zach Wilson in New York as far as his minicamps went and what his coaches are saying, what do you are your expectations higher for him? Have they been maintained? Are they dipping? What do you think? Uh I you know, uh, you know my tra- my my really good friend Greg Knapp passed away in a tragic bicycle accident a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah. And um uh, I, I've been I mean we, I don't want to. Uh, we need to take a minute and just say that that relationship was burgeoning. It was a really good relationship. It was one of the main things that Mike Wilson, his dad, felt comfortable about Zach going to New York. And not that that's going to go away now, but it's really unfortunate because if I, and I told Mike this myself, if I had a son that was playing in the NFL um, and you know, I want my son to be coached by Greg Knapp. And so that was a really, it was a huge positive. Not that they can't find another coach and, you know, things move on, but people need to recognize that that was a relationship that would already in the last four or five months, Greg has coached Michael Vick and Peyton Manning and, and uh, Matt Schaub and myself. And, you know, and he's been around a long time. He's just a great human. Like you, a lot of coaches, the, you, a lot of coaches coach with a big stick and they just beat people over the head with, with it. And that's how they get things done. Greg just, you know, he's not only going to get the best out of you as a quarterback because he understands the position, but he's also going to kind of create a better human, which is very unusual for football coaches. Usually that's not part of the plan. And so that's a, that's a, uh, it's a bummer for Zach. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've had a tough time getting over this one with, 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 with Napper because it's just so tragically not, necessary. you know, it's just being run over on a, on the side of a road by on a bike. It's just, too much by someone who's texting you know it's oh. just too much to take but uh back to the jets um i think that what greg you know he and i had spoken multiple times this summer about what zach was doing and he was so in love with zach's love of the data you know how many times we've talked about that before where uh guys that are gonna be really good like tom brady and peyton manning and aaron Rodgers and drew Brees, and just go down the go down the russell wilson the, they're great because of that, not because it's physical. They're great physically, but they're great mentally. They love the data and they memorize and they spend the time. And uh, where 
Greg has said in the past, guys that didn't want to didn't ever get the full measure of who they could have been. And I agree with that a thousand percent. That's how you get the full measure of who you are as a quarterback is to dive into the data. And the fact that uh, Zach was a data kind of geek uh, in what he was, and that's what Greg was taking on saying all summer, you know, before this tragedy was just how much he was excited to coach him because he loves the day. Like he loves to sit in there and just grind it out and sit in the dark room and memorize and go through it all. And that's, that's a great sign for success in the NFL. Uh, it's not everything, but it's a great sign. Sorry for the long answer, but I just needed to give a minute for Greg Knapp and, and, what he meant to me and what he really, I think, would have meant to Zach. No, I'm glad you did because yeah. we were going to ask you about that anyway. And so uh, it's fitting that you went there. And it is a tragedy. And you have to wonder, how does a team and an offense specifically recover from something like that? How much of a setback will that be, not just mentally, but when they actually start playing games? I think the biggest challenge is for the quarterback room because that's Greg was the quarterback coach. He wasn't the offensive coordinator. And so those things, guys, those are new new coaches. Uh, coach Lafleur is new as offensive coordinator. Coach Sal is new for the head coach. So Greg being there and having been around the league a long time was going to be a nice um, ballast, I think, for for the team in general. So they'll lose that. But I think more than anything, it's the quarterback room that um, is going to have to change dramatically because you lose that seniority, that sense of you know when Greg can talk about coaching me or coaching Michael Vick or coaching Peyton Manning, you know, there's things that a young quarterback will be like, Oh, you know, I might, I might want to listen to that. And uh, so you, you do lose that and how you get over it. You, you make a great hire, but at, you know, in August, what is the great hire? You know, that's a really tough spot. So that's why I say it's, it's a tragedy all the way around. There's, there's actually no good news anywhere that I can think of. Yeah, no doubt. And thank you for uh, sharing your feelings about Greg. Absolutely. So, Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. That's going to mess with the Big 12. Who knows if they're going to stay together and add teams. Uh, How do you feel about BYU's place in college football right now? And Maybe there's an opportunity for a Power 5. Who knows? Well, I I, I pause because that that creates a tremendous amount of complexity throughout college football. It's making a Power 5 now a Power 1, like it or not. And now does the power one say, you know what, let's just drive it into the ground and let's take the last two or three marquee names and put them in the SEC. And then that's the, it's the power one. And then everybody else gets uh, the scraps that fall off the table. And that includes the big 10, big 12, PAC 12, ACC. I mean, that's kind of, that's, you know, my, my mind is okay. SEC what's next. Is that it? Are you good for dis for, disrupting now completely the idea of of a power five uh, uh uh situation i mean it's just where do you where does the big 12 go from here with eight teams uh the marquee guys gone do they go desperately try to find cincinnati and you know kind of geographically cincinnati byu houston and what does that really do because in the end it's all dollars right can you drive some dollars uh, back into the Big 12 because you add these teams as a create the ballast that you want to try and make sure that everybody floats. Then it leaves the Pac-12 trying to figure out, look, we're good, but are you really good? And um, so I wish I, I'm, I've been I've been trying to sneak around with ESPN and whoever I can talk to to try to figure out this out over the last year or two to prepare for something like this. But I didn't see this one. You know, I just didn't think the SEC would do that. Not that it's a bad thing to college football, but man, it is disruptive. And where does it end up? 
inevitably it ends up with the SEC being the dominant force in, in college football. And is that what we want? Is one conference that kind of dominates everything and everybody else just hanging around? I don't know that nationally that really works. Or can we get the Big 12, Pac-12, and, uh, and Big 10 kind of playing marquee football again? And that's how you force it, right, is – we're in the national championship games and we can, we're dictating terms and we can go recruit and, you know, Penn state and Ohio state and Michigan, and we can get down to the, you know, those big games at USC and Oregon. I mean, that's where things have waned. And I think that Texas and, uh, and uh, Oklahoma kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, look, let's just go make sure that we're good forever. And going to the sec feels like they're making sure that they're good forever. And everybody else is now not sure that they're good forever. And no question, there is a Tier 1 status for the SEC. And they had that probably before Texas and Oklahoma were in it, but now it's Yeah, but this is different, right? Yeah. This is different. Yes, absolutely. So with these Tier 2 and now Tier 3 Power 5 conferences, if we want to call them that, like the Big 12, who now is at the bottom of the pile, is BYU a good fit? Could they stabilize things? I mean, if if you are talking to Tom Homo, what do you say? yeah, for me, it's a no-brainer. Like with the with BYU TV and with with our our, our uh, traveling uh, uh, horde that jump, goes to every game. I horde's not the right word, but traveling uh, not circus is not right game. The traveling it's a the road, posse. It's a it road is. show, Steve. Po- it's a road the show. The posse, Steve. It's a posse, right? Like we have the posse, <laughs> but we do have it. But we have it, and I don't think it's true. I don't think it's truly understood. I think BYU is misunderstood in many places. And BYU has changed significantly in important ways to make it even more um, attractive over the last five to ten years. And I think that getting new new eyes on BYU will be positive and good. And I hope those eyes get uh, get on quickly. Um, I think that we all recognize that being part of a big you know, at this point, even though they're the tiers are being set up. Uh, being part of a Power Five conference long into the future will be good for BYU. Being an independent, Notre Dame has pulled it off because of their, I think, you know, historical power that they can kind of de- demand. We're, we we feel, you know, it feels like year to year, even you know, <laughs> even season to season. Like how's how's this going? Well, so far so good. You know, we take a temperature every few weeks. Um, that's probably no way to live long term, but that's where we are, and we can. We've shown that we can, and I give. Great credit to Tom and, and the athletic department and President Worthen and BYU just trying to continue to do this. But where does BYU land? I think that maybe the best new, news is that this situation with Texas and, and Oklahoma will force more penetrating eyes on BYU, and I think that's a good thing. I think the more you look into BYU, the more you look at what BYU offers, the better you will like BYU. And uh, that's not without challenges. It's not without complications. Um, but, I, but I'm hoping that's what happens over the next little bit here. Yeah, well said. Absolutely. Let's ask you about the quarterback race for BYU. Three quarterbacks are going to duke it out for the starting position. You were in several of these at BYU yourself, not to mention famously with Joe Montana, of course. Um, what's it like for these three guys in fall camp to have a couple of weeks to show what they can do and hopefully be the guy? And do you have a guy you think would be the best fit? Well, Jalen's got the got the record, and you know he's been on the field more, and and got the you know the history and the time in, uh, in the locker room. I mean, there's a comfort level around someone that's been around longer, but that doesn't necessarily make the. And I leave it to the coaches to try to figure out exactly all the all, 
because that's a calculus, right? This move right here is, is, uh, and I, and we've shown honestly in the past that we can be athletic about it and we can, we can make a decision and be wrong and kind of move forward. And we've, I think Kalani's done a good job of kind of demanding that from the team that look, you know, we, we, we're going to change. Let's move on. Let's go. And so I think we have some, uh, kind of scar tissue from that in the past that uh, allows the locker room to be tougher and, and, and can withstand some of this. Uh, it's always great when you pick a guy and it's great and it works out perfect. Um, uh, I just, for me, fundamentally, because we got three great options, these are good problems to have. The biggest issue is that we don't change what we're doing offensively. A-Rod, not a, we don't, we, the, 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 we're on the gas, right? We're BYU. We're, you know, we might get beat 45, 40, 46, 45 by Baylor on opening day by some <laughs> weird, strange confluence of magic that goes against you. That's not fair and doesn't seem right. And we probably should go back and revisit some kind of illegalities, but uh, we won't go there right now. Um, <laughs> but, but we are, that's who we are. That's what we're doing. That's what we're, that's what we've gotten over the last couple of years. And that's what the nation expects of us. That's what we expect from ourselves. And so do not, under any circumstances, say we have a new quarterback and we're going to try to win 17-14 or, you know, 12-11 or something. Like, that would might scratch my eyeballs out on that one. Uh, I might even make a couple calls on that one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but, if we, but if we can just maintain, and, and you know, there might be growing pains, there might be some struggles, fine. What we have set in stone what we're doing offensively and how aggressive we are throwing the football first. We're going to follow in with some great running. We get that point, but that's who we are. That's what we're going to do. And we pick our quarterback and, and that quarterback is going to fit into that philosophy. That's just tell me that's true. Spence, tell me that Jalen, uh, tell me that's true for whoever it is. And I'm going to be good. It is true. It, it, is. it is true, Steve. And, and you just, you just described a big 12 football game, by the way. Right, that's they just right, right. forty to forty. Who, who and, that, yeah, and, exactly. In 1980, you said that's going to be Big Twelve football. You're like, mm, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, when Nebraska's <laughs> running the option, no, it's changed. Right? Yeah, it's it's changed. Quite All right. Okay, uh, I do want to ask you one more thing, and this is about the nine game losing streak to Utah. And I've been saying it on the show for for a number of months. Is the key for BYU to win that game? having a game manager like Baylor Romney who doesn't turn the ball over because it's been devastating turnovers that have been the undoing for BYU more often than not. These pick sixes, fumble recoveries for touchdowns. Would, would a guy like Baylor Romney be a good option for BYU as a game manager to potentially end that streak? Okay. <laughs> We're going to make our quarterback choice on how we've historically played Utah. All right. <laughs> but that doesn't... <laughs> The thirst is real, I mean, I love, Steve. I know, I look, I know the myopic, the myopic uh, 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 focus on my, on Utah, and that's great. It's like your, your your big brother or little brother or whatever brother we are right now with those guys. Equal brothers. Brother. You, no, uh, yeah, no, no, whatever no, no, it is. No, no, uh, no. I think it kind of changes in over time, but uh, you know, I get the emotion around it. Yeah. And uh, but if that's if it's mm-hmm. it, my point is if it's going to be true for it has to be true for everybody, but it can be true for Utah. And so I, I don't think that we want to make our decision on how we can look back on where we've gone wrong on Utah. There's no question. We want a quarterback. That's not going to be throwing the ball around and causing all kinds of grief. You can't be throwing, you can't turn the ball over three or four times in a pro game or college game and think you're going to win. So 
Um, that goes without saying. Uh, but but picking, I don't mind saying, look, who gives us the best chance to beat Utah as a as a you know kind of checklist for how we pick this quarterback because I think that's going to lead us in the right place. But I don't want to just myopically look at because <laughs> look the Utah it has been painful, and I never thought that we'd be in a spot. I thought. I mean, Utah's been in that spot. What was the most times we nine in a row? Utah in a row? Nine, nine in a row. So we're there. I thought it was nineteen for a minute. I, I'm, I <laughs> felt like nineteen. Thought it just felt like it there for a little while. I'm just kidding because I know we're getting pounded right now. But look, I, I, you know, we, we need to end it. But then we need to end it because we're a really good football team. So um, I think we've had better teams recently. We just can't get it over the hump. I think it's. I think it's for us. I would rather play them later. You know, I don't know why. I just, I, I don't, I don't like seeing them that early. But you know, so what? We're independent. We got to do it. Up twenty to nothing at half in uh, 2018 was the time we thought it was going to end, and it did not. But I don't care how it ends. I just wanted to end. That's a fair question, but Steve, that was a great answer. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's always one of our favorite days, and I speak collectively for Jeremy and myself when uh, we get to have you on the program. You're a class act. We certainly appreciated your comments on uh, Coach Knapp and uh, the Napper effect on Zach Wilson as well. Yeah, you guys are the best. And this is a this is a hairy time for college football with the announcement this week. And it really begs the question of what does college football look like in the future? And who are, who are the winners and losers? And, and if there's – if there's only 15 winners or 20 winners, you know, what, what, what does football look like? So this is a conversation we've got to keep having because it's, and now we're going to pay our, you know, our, our athletes and recruiting. And I've just talked to an agent, uh, my agent for a long time, Dave Dunn, and just talking about the college situation where, well, what, how do we, how do we manage this player likeness, getting money for the local bank, the local car dealer, the, the local law firm, the local whatever that wants to put a bunch of money into a pot and give it to a freshman to try to recruit them. It's, it's, things are changing quickly. So hold on to your hats. Uh, just so you know, as we finish up, I want you to be there in Waco on October 16th when BYU beats Baylor. Okay, so we can exercise some demons. I don't know if those demons will ever be. They're just part of life now. And they're like, they're just, it's like you're like you're, when you're running and you got a little thing in your foot, like a little rock. And it's like, I can, I can still run, but it still hurts a little bit. You know, it's like, I I would love to think that we could exercise that. Maybe I should just to see if it can happen. But, you know, last, uh, getting on with you guys and talking about it every time does make it more painful. I, will say I, appreciate <laughs> I apologize for what that. I could. I tell Robbie Bosco what I could have been, you know, why, why hasn't Steve been on the show recently? We keep bringing up 83 Baylor. He doesn't want to talk about it. 83 Baylor, man. You be humble. It's awesome. Oh, Steve, great to talk you with you. Great. Take care. Be All safe. Right. We'll see you soon. All right. Go Cooks. See ya. The great Steve Young with us, Silver Zoom. He is always entertaining and so insightful. He is the best. Like, he's he's a legendary interview and player yes. and everything. Great insight. And we learned some news uh, during that interview. Some breaking basketball super, news. Super, super exciting. Yes. Okay. So, uh, from at NotoriousOHM on Twitter, we learned that uh, Yoli Childs. Laker Clipper report. Yes. Yoli Childs will compete with the L.A. Lakers nice. in the Las Vegas NBA Summer League. I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm a Yoli Childs fan. And what uh, Summer League team you play on doesn't necessarily matter. In fact, the what, try out for every NBA team. Taysom Hill played with the Packers in uh, preseason. Remember that? Yep. It, it doesn't matter. 
Um, so hopefully Yoli gets a good look, and uh, he can high-five LeBron James going down the floor, <laughs> and it'll be awesome, man. Good for Yoli. Yeah. Okay, coming up, we get the power to build a new power league from the Big 12, and wh- and who's in it? We'll tell you later. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to ask this. Do you prefer to call them flip-flops or thongs? You know the answer to this. This is BYU Sports Nation. You know. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Oh, yeah. Production team. Yeah, oh, for right. the Baylor Romney. Yes, Baylor Romney's okay. in there. See if they can dig up Jacob Conover High School. <laughs> Throw that in there, too. Jerem, what time is it? Game time who? It's time to whip it. Oh. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Spender, Pro Football Focus ranks BYU 22nd. That's all you need to know. In its initial preseason metrics and okay. simulation rankings. That okay. sounds very nerdy. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate it. The only opponent ranked higher than Brigham Young is USC at 16. Does this increase your optimism as the season approaches? I maintain my optimism that BYU will win nine games this season, Jerem. No preseason ranking has any bearing on that. The fact that we study BYU football inside and out every day, 365 days a year, makes me feel confident they'll win nine games. It's nice to receive some recognition. I'm just happy that they're above Arizona State. I'm happy they're above Utah. (laughs) Uh, These are wins we can uh, celebrate as moral victories. Hopefully there's an actual victory coming up September 11th. No, yeah, I maintain the uh, same idea of, you know what, it's 8-plus or both. Okay. Yesterday, we saw the stack of swag boxes outside the BYU football locker room. Billy Nixon, he's the guy. He's Dr. controlling Nixon. Dr. Nixon. Please respect the title. He did reveal at least one thing that was in those boxes. Yeah. Nike footwear with this tweet, and I quote, exactly one week until report day. Players laughed when I told them they were getting matching thongs for fall camp. (laughs) Little did they know, I was being serious. They are going to love the Nike Kepa Kai thong. Not called a flip-flop by Nike. It's called a thong. Jaren, what do you call these? (laughs) I call those flip-flops. That's what I call them. I don't call them thongs, no! although we've never approached this subject in the eight-year history of the show. Very exciting. I love that he pointed out players laughed. Yes, they did. Dr. Nixon, do you know why they really laughed? We're the only ones who call Dr. Nixon as well, which is awesome. Okay, coming up. I blame Cisco, late 90s. Amen. That rap song. Did everything changed at that point. Coming up, Rise and Shoutouts, Olympic Edition. And which teams, along with BYU, make our proposed best of the rest Big 12 conferences? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki Solano discusses BYU Award watch list, shows off the athlete's skills while they may not have Sweet nunchuck skills. No, nunchucks. None, you know, business. They do have amazing balance and outstanding dance moves. Watch on BYSN social media club. Does he call them nunchucks? I think I call it nunchucks. It's nunchucks. Nunchucks. But I'm pretty sure they might say nunchucks. I've been calling it nunchucks since birth. <laughs> Literally, I'm embarrassed that I just discovered that on national TV right now. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. All right, let's go. We're going to use our nunchuck skills here to form the best of the rest Big 12 Conference. Jerem. Time's running out. Who's in it? 
Okay, uh, I'm assuming Kansas and Iowa State are going to get poached by the Big Ten in my projection. Why would the Big Ten poach Kansas football? They're not. They're getting Kansas basketball. Okay, uh, here's – I put them in two divisions. I don't actually care about these divisions, so I'll just read the teams. Okay, in the north, BYU, Boise State, mm-hmm. West Virginia, Cincinnati, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. So I've added BYU, Boise State, and Cincinnati. Okay. okay? In the south, Texas Tech, Houston, UCF, USF, Ooh. just travel partner there, I think. Okay. Baylor, TCU. So new additions, Houston, UCF, USF. I have not included Memphis or San Diego State or like a UNLV way out west. If this uh, group got to 14 teams, you could add a Memphis, right? But if you went way west, you'd have to add probably two um, if, you, um, you know, if you included like a San Diego State. Now three right. in the way, da, da, da. But I think those uh, would be interesting. Now, if Kansas and Iowa State stay, then it gets a little tricky. Maybe you're not including UCF and USF. We'll see. Okay. And so I would like Boise State to be involved with BYU. I have Kansas and Iowa State staying in my proposed conference, but West Virginia leaving to the ACC. I think that makes a lot of sense. I never felt the Big 12 was a good fit for West Virginia. They're just out there. Like they should That's be West playing Virginia Pittsburgh. in a nutshell, bro. Okay. So the, the North and South divisions. I've got BYU and Boise State just like you. Cincinnati. Iowa State, Kansas, and Kansas State. I keep the Kansas-Kansas State rivalry alive in the mm-hmm. North Division. In the South Division, Oklahoma State, and then four Texas schools. Baylor, TCU, Houston, Texas Tech, and UCF. So I have seven of the current eight teams that are remaining in the Big 12, only losing West Virginia to the ACC, and then bring in BYU and Boise State, which... Let's face it, right now, they're the two hottest tickets in the mountain time zone. Okay, right? Yes. No, 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 question. no question. No question. And then from the American, you bring in Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. And I know that Memphis might yeah, – like Memphis is barely out, I right. think, for both of us. Right, yeah, just Memphis, out Memphis. Memphis should be considered. they got a tremendous basketball and football program. They have a solid athletic department. Yeah, Absolutely. So this would be a lot of fun. I mean, I, when I was looking at that conference, I was like, oh, I, I like the balance of that. There would be some incredible matchups. Boise State obviously brings a fantastic brand of football. BYU top to bottom. The athletic department is super solid. And I love Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. And, and I know you talked about travel partners. I just – I'm over it now. When you can charter jets well, that Florida to Texas is two hours, whatever. Yeah. Well, I think you're thinking about football. Like when you play uh, uh, Thursday, Saturday, women's hoops, whatever, it gets a little more complicated, right? And uh, when you're doing uh, women's soccer as well, the, maybe the league has men's soccer too and BYU just doesn't have it or whatever. There's other sports in the travel partner conversation, most notably men and women's basketball. Maybe the ACC adds UCF and West Virginia. Right, Perhaps, that yeah. that could happen, and yes. then there's room for a Memphis to hop in into the Big Twelve. Yes, and and part of me wonders if this will even be the Big Twelve, like if the Big Twelve still exists and has the majority, and they keep that existing thing. They still have a TV deal. They still have that's that's ideal. We'll see what happens. Like maybe just crap gets blown up, yeah. uh, and all of a sudden you're trying to figure out who's going into what league. This would be the fourth or fifth best league. You can make an argument. Obviously, it'd be at least fifth. That's better than the American. Okay, Absolutely. You could make an argument against the Pac-12 a little bit as well. But you would need a couple of these teams to be at a high level like Oregon is perceived. USC doesn't actually do it that often, but they are perceived as super high, right? Washington's been in the playoff five years ago. So probably the Pac-12 would be perceived as better than that league. 
I'm not sure they would actually be better than that league. Well, just think about last year. I think okay? in hoops, that's an excellent league. BYU, Cincinnati, Iowa State, all top 15 teams from last year. Yeah. Just one year ago. And if we look at, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like last year's weird. I don't really take last year for a ton of stuff. Okay. Um, but, like, the last five years. How about the yeah. basketball side of this, though? Uh, yeah, I just said I think it's yes. amazing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Imagine BYU yeah. playing Kansas and Baylor and Houston every Baylor year. won the Natty last year. Don't forget, they beat Gonzaga. Yes. Like, yeah, they beat Gonzaga. Cincinnati, really good basketball program still. Um, it'd be awesome. Texas Tech, outstanding basketball program. Yep, Final Fours. Like two in the last, what, five or six Oklahoma years? Oklahoma State. <laughs> Incredible. So, yeah, I really like it. TJ Haas, uh, buzzer beater out of Houston again. Let's go. All right. Okay, weigh in. We'll try and get to these if we have time. Uh, coming up, the Elite Voice of the Day. If we don't have time, just weigh in on social. We'll look at them. And a rise and shout out to the real winners of this college football madness. This is BYU Sports Nation. No, it's not Dennis. Legal fees. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and... Okay, our question of the day centers on forming a new Big 12. Who makes it? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Matt Kipkin on Twitter. Disclaimer, Blue Goggle Pipe Dream. Orphaned 8 of the Big 12 plus BYU, eight. Utah, <laughs> Boise State, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Nebraska, Cincinnati. 16 oh. teams. Amazing football and about as geographically tight as you're going to get in a supersized conference of 16. It would be awesome. Today's rise and shout Nebraska out presented the Big Ten. by Mountain American Credit Union guiding you forward. Who do you got, Jerem? Jordan Mattias scoring a try in the Olympics. How about that? Go, Jordan. Cougar in rugby seven. And uh, how about the ESPN Texas, Oklahoma, and the Big 12 lawyers? Uh, get your billable hours ready. They're about to get paid. They're going to make a lot of money. Our thanks to today's fabulous guest, Steve Young. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. The conversation continues on the internet. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Chris Smith. We'll see you on the Y Awards tomorrow. A special BYU Sports Station. Oh, tuxedos, tuxedos, baby! Tuxedo Let's day. Go! Go Cougs.